0: residents to SimCity's 10th council meeting i'm your mayor izzy
1: and i'm the city manager emma
0: we're so happy you all could make it and listen to this session
1: on tonight's agenda a discussion of my hero academia one of the most well-known modern shonen anime we're here to go plus ultra over this show covering topics such as the show's popularity the overemphasis of quirks and our favorite characters the council is now in session I guess we could hop right in then to the brief history of our show.
0: Mm hmm. Show and the manga that it is based on. Oh, yes. So, uh, you know, I think it's, you know, uh, common knowledge that Emma and I don't read manga, but. I think not it's too much, fun. at least. <laughs> yeah, I do not. I, you know, at least for me, you know, I pretty much like it's a it's a no go for me. I've tried. I actually the most that I've ever read from manga is actually um for My Hero Academia. I read the first couple chapters mm. and that's about as far as I got. But uh, not trying to get too far off topic. Um, But, you know, even though we're, you know, mainly talking about just like the show itself. You know, it's still important to talk about the manga as that's the origin. And, you know, a lot of people obviously are also in a, you know, manga along with the actual show. So so the manga currently is at 33 volumes and the author is Kohai Horikoshi. I think I said his name correctly. Yes. Oh, okay. Kohei.
1: I would say Kohei, Kohei Horikoshi.
0: My bad. Okay. The author is Kohei Horikoshi. And then, um, so the manga started in July of 2014 and is currently going, which is really surprising. I didn't realize it had been since 2014. I thought, for some reason, I thought it was a little earlier. I think that's because Haikyuu was like 2012, even though I know that My Hero Academia came after. So, okay. And then the show itself currently is at five seasons. And it first started airing in April of 2016, and it is still currently airing. I don't know when the next season is planned to come out, but, you know, from what I've seen, it doesn't seem like, you know, the fifth season was the last season. There's plenty to, obviously, go off in the manga. There's so much material there, so I think it'd be... Plus, also, of course, you know, the show's so popular, I I have a hard time believing that, you know the producers would just end after five seasons. So Right, yeah. And then the genre is shonen.
1: What is shonen? What is shonen, Izzy? Shonen is pretty much like
0: it's marketed basically at like teenage boys and it's very much centered on um uh, what's the word I wanna use?
1: It's, life yeah,
0: pretty much. I almost said slice of life, I'm like that's not what shonen is But
1: It's it's maturing. It's for it's you know, it's mm-hmm. learning about yourself, it's growing into yourself. It's that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. yeah and even though is marketed to- like generally towards kind of a s- more specific age group, it's obviously, you know, super popular like, you know, obviously, Em and I like it and uh, you know, shonen's very popular just in general with audiences i mean like haikyuu is a shonen Mm -hmm. so it is yeah yeah but it's interesting you know thinking of haikyuu compared to my hero academia my My hero academia covers a lot of different you know topics which some are
1: yeah a little um, bit more darker i'd say it's a lot more darker
0: definitely yeah and then haikyuu is you know pretty light-hearted so so shonen isn't necessarily just like. Because I think that's kind of how I always think of it in my head, even though I know it's not really like that. But I kind of think of it as, like, very much more, like, happy-go-lucky kind of, you know, just people trying to find their way in life and learning and growing from those experiences.
1: Yeah. I do think it's interesting. I, I want to, you know, talking about the, the similarities of Haikyuu and My Hero. Mm-hmm. But I think Q is a lot more micro. It focuses on the micro... The micro aspects of growing up, you know, individual strengths and and weaknesses Mm -hmm. versus My Hero Academia, which focuses on on yourself in a much macro and a much larger scale. How your strengths and weaknesses in society and how that affects you growing up. I do think that that's an interesting correlation between the two. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, I like that. Mm -hmm. And then moving on.
1: Well, wait, before we go any further, I guess I should note that I've only seen about, like, the first season.
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's a, uh, that's a good disclaimer. I, I think because I've seen so much, even though I know you haven't seen it, I feel like we talk about it enough where I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, like, what's go- what's up, like, what's going on?
1: Well, I mean, I, I definitely look into a lot of the spoilers and I mm-hmm. have, you know, I, I keep up to date with what's new on it. But a lot of what I get from, again, is fan fiction. So, uh, the first yeah. season, and then I get a mixture of the canon and the fanon and the fandom. Um, otherwise, yeah. So, I'm no expert, but I do know enough. I think I can talk about it.
0: I, I need to catch up on the last few episodes of the fifth season. But otherwise, I've seen everything. And I've seen the first season, like, three times along with the second one. And then the third and fourth season. And the fourth season, I've only seen once and then the fifth season obviously you know i'm not finished with it but i haven't like rewatched any of the episodes but yeah there's spoilers abundant like i follow so much stuff on tumblr and instagram where it's like you know even though i don't read the manga i know what's going on i mean the manga's obviously ahead of where the show is it's not like the show was caught up so you know there's so much going on and i'm like okay well i kind of have an idea of you know what's gonna be coming up next in the show which is totally fine Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I do a fairly decent job of not spoiling too much but it, I mean it's kind of like anything like it, it's really difficult especially since the show is still going and the manga is still going mm-hmm. like with high I think it'd be I mean I know the manga just ended for that and the show's still kind of like um like going and it's kind of at this weird point but i feel like if you were looking up things related to haikyuu it would be a lot easier to not spoil stuff whereas my Hero academia everything's still so in motion that I, you'd have to be very careful to not spoil anything i mean if you didn't know a lot of the characters names you'd probably be like i don't even know what's going on so i feel like in that way it wouldn't be a spoiler because like when i first started the show and was looking stuff up you know there's so many different characters i was like had a hard time keeping up so i was like i don't even know who the fuck these people are so in a way it's like there were spoilers out there but it was hard for me to kind of spoil stuff because i didn't know who a lot of the characters were at the time right so but but yeah still be careful if you go out and look at anything and you haven't maybe um you know if you don't like stuff spoiling spoiled excuse me for what's coming up next in the show. There's plenty of manga spoilers out there as soon as something huge drops. I mean, that's just, like, all that I see on my Tumblr for the next couple days.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that is a, a, a good point to make, though, Emma. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> didn't you start watching the second season?
1: I think I'm... I don't know. I don't I, I know I think I'm in the second season, but um, I don't remember where I'm at with that. That's fine. There's so much, and
0: I... Y- You know you think for me having seen at least the first two seasons quite a few times it's like everything gets lumped together like i'll start being like oh yeah this happened in this season i'm like wait no i think that was like this season so you know it's hard to keep track there's so much i don't know how fans who like follow the manga are able to keep up with everything. Because I'm like, I just watched the show and I have a difficult time keeping up. And that, I feel like, is a little... And that's easier for me to digest than the manga. Yeah. Lots out there, though, if you do end up just If you've never watched the show and or read the manga, there's a lot out there for you to binge.
1: Oh, yes. Definitely.
0: Yeah, because after the first season, it's like... Which is like 12, 13 episodes... The next seasons all have, like, roughly, like, 24-ish. So, it's a a good chunk.
1: Yeah. Definitely a big chunk.
0: And they don't fuck around too much with getting shit out. So, it's not like you have to wait super long in between. No. Stuff, so. Yeah. And moving on to a brief, you know, show slash manga overview. Like, you know, what the heck is My Hero Academia about? So, for anyone who doesn't know or maybe needs a little bit of a refresher, My Hero Academia or Boku... Oh, fuck. Boku Boku no no Hero Hero
1: Academia. I
0: should know that. That's a tag (laughs) I use constantly on Tumblr, but thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Uh, It it follows Izuku Midoriya. He's a quirkless 15-year-old boy, and he desperately wants to become a hero in a society that places high value on heroes and quirks in this universe they're literally just superpowers it's you know the the author of the manga i don't know why he chose quirk instead of superpower but it's literally the same thing basically um how that manifests in certain characters i could see where maybe you're like well this kind of goes beyond like a superpower but, you know, if someone said, you know, as you hear us talk about quirks, that's literally just what it is, is that it's, you know, superpowers. It's not like, oh, this is kind of like an, a funny, quirky thing about them. It's like, no, this is like literally just a superpower.
1: I guess, I mean, you could point it out that it is a quirk because um, most of them, like a lot of society has normal, like just little quirks, just little things off about them and not necessarily a superpower. So I guess. But that, that only works for about half of the population, you know, that aren't superheroes. Mm-hmm. Because they... So I can see where he pulls quirks from, but it's just such an odd thing to see in a Japanese manga, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, and it's
0: also because the, the like lore, like, pretty much the explanation of how quirks came about is... It cracks me up. It's literally just like, one day, this child was born... And they emitted light and no one knew what the fuck was going on. And then pretty much since then, more and more people have been manifesting these kind of different abilities. And of course, yeah. you know, these people grow up and have children. And that obviously, you know, creates like combinations of things. But that's kind of the lore behind it. So mm-hmm. I could see where maybe Horikoshi was like, well, quirks because would work in, for when initially this was coming around because it'd be like, well, no one really had it but uh when we come into the story and uh Deku's narrating he's like you know at this point like about 80% of the population all over the world its not just in Japan uh you know people have quirks so really he's like very much an odd man out mm-hmm. which is a big part of you know his journey and why he's pushing so hard to do certain things in in the first um well, I was going to say in the first few episodes, but that's, like, his... A big motivator, I would say, throughout the the series. Mm. Um, but, but you know, Deku's really... Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, his nickname... It, Izuku Midoriya's nickname is Deku. That's normally what he's actually referred to in the show. So I apologize for, you know, starting to call him that before. Explaining that to anyone who doesn't know. But um, Deku has this idol all might and all might's like um
1: like the superman of the universe yeah or pretty this much. Universe.
0: yeah basically it's like he's just kind of the can do it all or at least that's like you know obviously what it seems like and Daku is just he's obsessed with him it's really funny he's just ultimate fanboy right. but yeah he definitely idolizes all might as well and um You know, some events happen, and he actually ends up meeting All Might, and he, like, begs him to to help him, like, become a hero, tells him, hey, I don't have this quirk, but I want to be like you, what can I do? And it eventually leads to All Might, you know, seeing the drive and desire in Deku, and then he eventually becomes his mentor and is able to give him a quirk, and this happens by Deku eating a piece of his hair. She's great. (laughs) So, I mean, and this happens very early on. This is pretty quick into the show.
1: And it's so questionable. It's like, okay, yeah, eat a piece of hair. Sure, why Uh not? Yeah.
0: Yeah, and then uh, part of Deku's initial training, before he even gets to eat the hair, is he's clearing off this beach to help him, like, be strong and everything. Because he wants to go to the school called... U A. that's literally what it's called it doesn't stand for anything emma looked it up once because we've been talking about it and she's like no it's literally just <laughs> UA. but he wants to go to the school that's where all might went that's where a lot of the very prestigious heroes have been coming out of after they get out of high school so of course you know that's where he wants to go obviously for the prestige and he feels that it's going to be the best fit for him but he fucking loves all Might. so the fact that all might went there is just like you know, another, uh, another thing to check in a box. So then, you know, after he predictably gets into UA, it's kind of where everything starts to launch from there. That's about the first half of the season is kind of him getting to, you know, build up his muscle, you know, get a court, get into the school. And then that's really a launching pad for it. not just obviously the rest of the first season, but pretty much, from my understanding, is, you know, it's a launching pad for all the other seasons of the show. And really, you know, from taking the manga to where it is now. But yeah, that's a very brief overview. There's so much else that goes on. I don't want to, I mean, obviously there's spoilers. Like, you know, it's kind of, I feel like it'd be no, hard to, I, to us yeah. talk without, you know, having a little a good... bit
1: spoiled. That's a good introduction into it. Yeah, that is the first couple of episodes, so and Mm. that sounds interesting. Watch it, and if you've already seen it, then then we've rehashed it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: it's still interesting to go back and rewatch those early episodes, because it's just, it's not that there's necessarily a lot that I forget, like, plot-wise, but I guess it's just seeing all the characters kind of gear up and, like, you know whether they're students or they're heroes to kind of see them initially and see kind of you know where they're coming from and what they'd like to do and their different goals. uh th- that reflection and going back to to earlier episodes, it was it's really interesting for me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it was like really fun when you and I watched the first season together because, uh well, a it's just fun watching stuff with you, and then also it was interesting because I think. That's the only time where it's like, I've seen the show, but you haven't. So, you know, getting to to hear your reactions to everything and then stuff that you were bringing up that I hadn't necessarily thought of. Uh, You know, just being able to kind of bounce back and forth and go, oh, my gosh, that's a really cool idea. Or, oh, yeah, I also really like, you know, this character or whatever we would come up with. Mm-hmm. And then the next topic we wanted to talk about is, you know, what makes the show is so popular. And mm-hmm. I think it's there's a couple different things. I mean, it's follows it's a shonen, it follows the kind of general shonen plot line. And you know, shonen in general has proven to be a very successful genre. You know, a lot of like what I see you know, if I go in stores and I see like anime merch, it's a lot of shonen stuff. Um and a lot of what I see on Tumblr and Instagram, even if it's not related to you know fandom that I'm specifically in, it, it, a lot of it is like shonen or shonen esque shows. So, um, but and then personally, at least for me, I think that you know it's a really good gateway anime, yeah, because there's something for everyone. I mean, I think that's another reason why shonen is popular is because for the most part, there tends to be something for everyone.
1: Well, it's 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 also kind of normal, but weird enough that it intrigues you. So it's like normal, yeah. so people can get into it, but then it starts to get more and more weird. Or I don't want to say weird, but because a lot of but a lot of people who who watch anime don't watch it because it gets quote unquote you know like bunny ears, bunny ear quote unquote <laughs> weird, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's um, and you know, ah, uh, superheroes in general, and you know. American media are very popular. I mean Marvel's huge mm-hmm. and then there's DC. Um, I don't know if there's any like small studios that produce superhero content. I can't think of any off the top of my head. I don't follow it's funny, I don't really give a shit too much about Marvel and DC, but I my hero academia I love. So, I mean obviously it's very different <laughs> than like a Marvel movie or Marvel yeah. show, but
1: it's still the heroes and the villains and Mm -hmm. the they have very interesting villains and i think that you know and interesting Mm -hmm. heroes so that allows a lot of people to be like hey this isn't just some kids show it's actually got things that make you want to question your own morality or your own ethics your own outlook on life Mm
0: -hmm. yeah it's definitely not like um black and gray like i i like you know, when Daku starts out, he's kind of like, well, heroes are good and villains are bad. And it's kind of like, you know, surface level, of course, yeah, that's kind of how it is. But, mm-hmm. you know, as you learn more, that's why, like, some of the villains are so interesting is because you, you know, pretty much all the villains that come up in in this universe, you know, they are pretty scummy. There's only one I can think of that isn't really that bad. And, you know, he doesn't get up to too much. And uh, I'm thinking of, like, Gentle Criminal. He doesn't show up until, like, quite a bit later. But he is, he kind of cracks me up. <laughs> but, you know, the the villains, it's like, you know, you can go, hey, I don't think, like, what they're doing is good. But you understand why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah. And how they got to where they are. And, you know, the heroes, it's not like they're, you know, they're not painted like. Um, this is kind of like, um, how do I want to say this? So the heroes aren't really painted as, you know, goody two shoes, like they can do no wrong. The the media within the show, how they you know, like, you know, portray All oh, Might and a lot of the other heroes is, is that's kind of the vibe you get, but you know, the show does a really good job of, you know, showing like what the heroes are actually like, you know, when they're, you know, fighting crime, doing whatever, but also when, you know, it's their personal lives and they're doing you know, like, non-job-related things, and you can see that. And it's, I feel like they're fairly well-rounded. It's not just kind of like, okay, all oh, the villains are bad, all oh, the heroes are good, and we're not really going to question that or delve into that at all.
1: No, yeah. I do like that. I like that they challenge those. Challenge that. I don't know. Challenge the viewer with, the, with those. hmm Yeah, and then even
0: though the protagonists is you know a 15 year old kid it's you know you you make a good point where it's like you know there's plot heavy with adult themes it's and again i think that's you know and i believe you had brought this up already but that's also why it's so popular is it's not just a kid show i mean kid shows have been shown to be popular with all ages not necessarily just kids but right. i think my academia while it's a and i feel like the uh you know horikoshi and then Everyone involved with the show is definitely trying to angle it towards an older audience more so than, um, like, teenagers. Yeah. So, So, I mean, there's a lot there. It has, again, obviously a lot to offer, and I feel like, you know, it's something for everyone. I think if I were to try and get, like, my parents and sister into anime, which... It's never gonna happen. There, it's not. There, they don't like it at all. They've not really seen it. So, but uh, I, I think My Hero Academia would probably be what I would go with.
1: Mm. It's a good pick. Yeah,
0: yeah. I know there's a lot out there, but I feel like this is, you know, it's newer. I feel like if you're trying to do something older, it might throw people off just because it's like you know, animation has progressed so much um not to like shit on how older (laughs) older shows look but just where it's like you can tell when it's older some people aren't you know into that or might be like hey why can't we watch something newer yeah i think for me if i was to try to i guess maybe even anyone who was like hey i'm trying to get into anime or it's always seemed kind of odd but i maybe want to try it what would you recommend i think my academia would be a fairly good one because it's you know, there's a lot of weird stuff. I mean, the quirks... Some of the quirks, how they manifest in people can make the people look, like, you know, abnormal. Like, there's one teacher at UA. He's a pro hero. Pro hero. He, um, called Cementos. He's a fucking cement black with arms and legs. That's literally what he looks like.
1: Yeah, he's pretty a funny looking.
0: Black of cement. So... Uh so I can see where that would throw people off, but but I feel like it's it's still related enough to a lot of other things you see where I don't think it would throw people off too much.
1: So speaking of your well, I was just gonna say, well, speaking of your characters, I was just gonna say let's jump right into our favorite characters. Yeah,
0: so I feel like I've been talking a lot. Would you like to go first?
1: Um Sure, I can go first. My favorite characters I guess would be and a lot of it comes from fanfic um and I like how they portray them in fanfictions and stuff is Hitoshi um he's the he has a quirk where he can um brainwash people so I like the conflict that follows him and the angst and the you know a lot of people think that he should be the villain when really he doesn't he wants to prove to people that he isn't he wants to prove to people that he can be the hero so I really like that and admire that about him. The, uh, mm-hmm. My favorite girl would be Kyoka. I love her uh, Jiro. Yeah, Jiro, that's her name. Kyoka Jiro. Her earplugs, that earphone jack, and she can like plug into things and she can hear vibrations. And I, I just like her overall attitude, too. She's kind of got like a emo girl attitude. Oh, I guess that kind of mm-hmm. falls into Tokoyami, um, the bird. Bird <laughs> student. Those, yes. I, I just like their vibes. They're both great. And I love, because Tokoyami is really he's so emo and you know, it's dark. I'm always, it's so dark at night. Well, yeah, because it's there's no light and, or I don't know. And then my last one would be Aizawa Head. He's just mm-hmm. mm, he's great. I love him. He, I love his superpower. If I had one, it would be his because I like that he can negate, he can cancel out superheroes quirks by just looking at them so i think that's awesome and I, his attitude his, is totally me i don't know <laughs> tired mm-hmm. uh a tired personality yeah those are my i guess four favorite i have three written down but i forgot about tokoyami
0: a couple things i'd like to say just to add on uh i first of all horikoshi you know i don't know if he came up with all the quirks himself or how many people gave him ideas but i'm like People are creative in different ways, and I'm like, if I had to come up with, you know, all these different quirks for all these different characters in this universe, I'd be fucked. I'd be mm-hmm. so screwed. I'd be like, um, everyone's going to either be able to shrink or grow, and that's going to be about it.
1: Right. There's a lot of imaginative happenstance there.
0: <laughs> hmm Yeah. And I also like what you brought up about um, Shinso Hitoshi about you know where his quirk of people are like well you know you're a villain blah 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 and i also think that's a really cool thing about the show is that you know people who have certain quirks that may seem you know kind of like oh this seems like something a villain would use because of blah 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 Uh, i really liked how horikoshi is able to put a spin on it yeah like with how hitoshi is able to use everything it's You know, it's not just him brainwashing everybody at school to get him to, like, do shit. It's...
1: He's trying to prove to people that he would never do that.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, and how he uses his quirk when you see him, you know, in... I I hate to call it battle, but, like, when he's able to actually use it for school functions and everything, it's really, like, okay, hey, you have a character who is able to control other people's minds... You know what are you gonna have them do, and how are you gonna have them grow the scale? I'd be like, the fuck, I don't know, because what I would do is I'd probably just go around to rich people and ask for money. That would yeah. be what I would be doing. Which would create, that sounds really bad, actually.
1: That
0: <laughs> so stealing, I guess. Um, not really. I I wouldn't. Well, no, I wouldn't go doing that. But I, it'd be tempting. I yeah. It, there's so many characters in the show. And the manga that you're gonna find at least one person that you like if you don't you're fucking insane there's a million of these motherfuckers out there
1: mm-hmm. what about yours izzy uh-huh
0: i have four written excuse me not written typed up so my all-time favorite from the show i would have to say is momo Yayorozu. she just i absolutely adore her she is i feel super interesting Uh, I do wanna, before I you know keep talking about her, I do wanna just bring up real quick that I don't think the girls in the show are as well rounded as the boys, and you do not see them nearly as much as all the guys, and there's way less women. Yes, I will agree. Mm -hmm. So I just want to make that clear. I don't think Horikoshi is like this amazing writer who's like bringing up these really cool female. Well, I think the female characters are cool. But, again, I don't think they're necessarily well-rounded or super complex. So I just want to, you know, bring that caveat up before I continue talking about Momo and then some of the other women in the show that I I really like. But Mm -hmm. just to throw that out there, and especially if, you know, you haven't seen the show or read the manga, then this way, you know, you're also aware. It's, I don't think it's like they're super bad, but you can tell that they're written by a man. Yeah, so, I would agree. I guess that's kind of a, a negative point. That's, that doesn't sound good. But, you know, just, again, just as a heads up for everybody, too. So, but, that aside, I, I love Momo. I think she's just, I put all in caps, I put she is an absolute queen. Uh, she just is, she's someone I would like to be more like. If she, mm-hmm. like, actually existed. Um. I feel like if she was, like, my age, I feel like we would get along very yeah. well. At least I hope so. I hope so. I think she, I just think she's super cool.
1: She's a very kind person who's willing to fight for her passions. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Yeah, and she is, so Momo is part of Class 1A. That's the class that Deku's part of uh, at UA. In UA, there's, there. I don't want to get too much into it, but just uh, so you have a little more background on her. You know, at UA, there's like the hero course, which Deku's part of. And so he's in class one A, and there's also class one B. So there's not too many students that get in. Um, but Momo is the vice president of class one A. She's incredibly smart. Her quirk is creation. And so if she knows the molecular um oh my god, the molecular structure of items, she can make them. If they're, you know, just inorganic or inanimate, I should say. So that's just, you know, I'd be fucked. I'd be like, I can't remember anything. And she's constantly, like, studying to, you know, be able to make more different things. And I would kind of like her quirk because in order to make things, she needs to have a lot of lipids. So she has to make sure she's eating a lot in order to, you know, be able to actually use her quirk without fucking killing herself. And that would be nice for me because I would like to be able to just eat whatever I want and not, not feel bad about it. I also, for me personally, I think she seems pretty relatable. She, you know, demonstrates that she's really capable of herself, that she is intelligent. But she also has a lot of self-doubt. And I feel like oh, it's, you know, definitely imposter syndrome. Yeah. Is kind of, is it's the pretty I relatable,
1: hit. too. Mm-hmm. that's rather relatable of her. Yeah. So it's. It's
0: you know almost a little. I don't want to say frustrating because I don't get frustrated with her, but it. I think that's a a close word or close enough description where it's like you know you we're seeing her as an audience going oh my god she's so amazing she can do all these different things she has so much that she needs to be aware of blah 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 and then you know she gets really down on herself and has a lot of self doubt and it's like you kind of want to take her by the shoulder and go you've got this like you know what's going on it's gonna be okay. Which it is very relatable, because I feel like outside looking in, you're like, oh, it's so obvious that she is, like, this incredible person. And then, you know, but to her, she's like, oh, my God, what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but she's definitely my favorite. I also really like Yorako Chako. So uh, she's, like, pretty much, like, the main female that we see. All right. I, that sounded weird. She's a main girl that she's a main character yeah she's
1: a main i mean one of the mains is what we should Mm -hmm.
0: say yeah you pretty much see her the most out of any of the women and the girls she's like one of deku's besties i think she's just very sweet her she's also part of class 1a her quirk is um why this is so fucking stupid i knew all this when i was typing this up i was like so proud of myself i can think of everything and now it's like i talk about it and i'm like what are words but her quirk um i think it's really interesting where it's like you know she can touch things and make them float because she is able to like control gravity to an extent and it, i just think that's super cool
1: i love her name too, your like it's just yeah a great superhero her name,
0: name. Mm-hmm.
1: it's a great yeah. play on words Hmm. yeah and how you
0: see her use her quirk i think is super cool pretty much how all the kids use their quirks i'm like i would have never even thought of that so i'm very easily impressed with what they all do i also think her goals for why she wants to become a hero are very realistic i mean all the kids at the school like obviously the main general goal is like okay well i want to become a hero to help people yoraka is also like she's like uh, she's like yeah sure but she's like also like i'm gonna make a lot of money and i want to use it to help out my parents
1: yeah i think that's very relatable Hmm.
0: yeah so i like that she's honest about that too she's a mm-hmm. little like kind of um i don't want to say ashamed but when she first is talking about it she's kind of like this is like what i want to do it's very different from like what a lot of other people do but I like she's honest, and she's not, you know, she doesn't beat around the bush when she's talking about it. No. And and it's definitely very noble, where, I, you know, it'd be totally fine if she just wanted to make a lot of money, too. To me, I'm like, that's totally fair. But the fact that she's, like, you know, thinking specifically, like, I want to make a lot of money to help my parents. It's not like, I want to make a lot of money for myself and to help my parents. She's very much... You know, like, I want to make life easier for my parents. They tried their best to give me everything. And I have this amazing quirk. And they don't want me to overwork myself. They just want me to focus on school instead of helping out with the family business. So. Yeah. And then, um, another character I like. He's also from Class 1A. Is Koji Koda. He is just a fucking sweetheart. He says, like, three things out of all the seasons
1: yeah he doesn't speak much (laughs) no but he's just
0: from what very little we see of him and what even less we hear from him he's just he's such a sweetie such a little cutie his um his quirk is called anna voice so he's able to you know communicate with animals and he takes it very seriously and he's like very much um i almost said tree hugger and that's not it but you know he's very respectful about how he uses his quirk and i think that's just adds on another layer of how sweet he seems is, yeah you know he's not like woohoo i can like control you know, not control excuse me i can talk to animals and kind of get them to like help me with things and you know he's not doing it to like fuck off or anything
1: um, he in the show i, I know he and the fan fiction they really they really emphasize it but does he in the show use sign language Ugh, I don't really know any sign
0: language, so I don't want to like give a definite yes or no. Actually, let me Google that. That's a really good question because I've seen fan art where he's using sign language, but my understanding is that that's more like um canon. Mm.
1: Yeah, and that's more fanon. Because so I see a lot of yeah, um, a lot of fan fan fiction about him being uh, using sign language and stuff. Okay,
0: yeah. So, what's coming up right away, under the My Hero Academia fandom wiki, it's saying that he rarely speaks, no shit, and then prefers using sign language to communicate with his classmates. Okay. So, yes, he does, at least according to the wiki fandom. Okay, because, yeah, he uses his hands to talk a lot, which, obviously, if you're using sign language, of course you fucking are. I guess it just never dawned on me, because to me, it seemed kind of more like, um... More simple hand gestures, um, but that's a really good question. So now we know. so that I think is super cool that you even that you get someone who's uh able to appeal to another audience to other uh, people who either are deaf or hard of hearing who ob- like obviously their main communication style is gonna be sign language. So I think that's really cool. I can't believe I hadn't thought of that. I feel so stupid now. don't do it no. Yeah, he is just a sweetie pie. I'd like to see more of him. This is also a petition for him to get more screen time. <laughs> I don't know how yeah, much you see him in the manga, which I i have a feeling it's not a lot. <laughs> but but I would like to see him more often. Even if he's just kind of hanging out, I would like to see him. um uh, my last character on the list. I just thought myself. I feel like I could have just go on forever. I like to talk. But um I brought up all Might, who his like na- actual name is Toshinori Yagi. So I like him, uh, uh, you know, a couple of reasons. I think he's a really great mentor figure, not just for Deku, but for all the kids. He's, um, you know, he ends up working at U.A. as a teacher. And I, I think he does really take it seriously. He's not just there to be like, ha 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 you know because i'm a pro hero i'm here teaching these kids like fucking off not taking it seriously like he really tries and i i also like how horikoshi paints him he's not like this stereotypical like perfect person perfect hero you know again the in the show how the media put said
1: so he has his flaws that I like that they mhm
0: yeah yeah and i think Yeah, his flaws, too, are, you know, I think match really well with how he is as a character, but then also kind of his position in society as well. I think the flaws are really realistic. And that, um, you know, I also appreciate their flaws. He's not kind of just this one dimensional character like, okay, well, I'm the number one superhero. I can do all these amazing things. Everyone adores me. And that's kind of all there is to me. He takes everything very seriously. And I appreciate that he he is so well-rounded. When I think it'd be very easy to make him just kind of a, a very stereotypical character. And really reduce him down to nothing where you get a lot with him. And I, I love his relationship with Deku. It's so cute. I love seeing stuff on Tumblr where it's, like, people will take it like Dad might. Yes. Uh, and I, I fully support that. It's so cute. It's v- Their relationship is very much... I mean, he's definitely a mentor, but I could, like, see Deku slipping up and calling him Dad because they, they both care about each other so much. Mm-hmm. It's not just, you know, All Might being like, okay, well, you're going to be my successor. I'm going to you know train you on how to do all these things you know the relationship goes beyond that he honestly to me from what i've seen and what i know i'm like he basically views deku as his son is how i view it you know that's kind of how i had can in their relationship is that i would i can agree to
1: that mm -hmm.
0: and he's very respectful of you know deku and all the other kids and I think he gives them a lot of space and shows how much knowledge he has about dealing with people too. So I, I, I really like him. He seems like if you were to know him in real life, I feel like you would like people would genuinely like him, not just because he's like this amazing hero, but just because the he, you know, all around is a genuinely good guy. He's not, you know, out here like just doing shit. For fame or fortune or whatever. So. Okay. Anyone else you'd like to like to talk about? (laughs) After Uh, talking about so many. No, I don't think so. Yeah. And it's so crazy because like I said, there's so many characters. So just the like what eight that we've touched on. That's like nothing.
1: Yeah. There's a lot more out there.
0: There's so many. It took me so long to learn people's names. Thank God for fan fiction and fan art
1: because I'd
0: be on the struggle bus for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Especially binging stuff. Because when I binge shows, I can't remember anyone's name. And I was binged like the first season of My Hero Academia. And I was like, who the fuck are these people? I'm like, I don't know anyone's names. I know what you all look like, but I don't think I could name like five people. Mm -mm. And then moving on to kind of the final thing that we'd like to touch on regarding my academia there's so much out there that i feel like we could talk about and go on about and that's pretty. There's, the, yeah, there's a <laughs> yeah. lot happening in the there's a lot happening in the show Mhm Yeah but uh one question that i posed is why is having a quirk so important i hadn't really thought of that question especially not seriously until you know i was working on the doc and being like Okay, what are some, like, things that we could talk about, especially, you know, where we're focusing a little more heavily on the first season we have with other things that we've discussed? Yeah, the, um, I mean, right out the gate, you know, the audience understands that having a quirk is kind of end-all, be-all. And I guess it really didn't sink in for me just how important quirks are. To this universe that Horco you created, until you know we were like thinking about this and you know writing mm-hmm. up ideas and things we'd want to discuss related to this topic.
1: Once you look at it, and I already kind of knew it a lot because of fan fiction, and they really emphasize the discrimination that people, you know, that Deku would mm-hmm. have. A lot of you know the AUs and the the metas and stuff of what what life would be, what life is like for people without a quirk and yeah it's very discriminatory and if you don't have one you're shunned by society or if you have the wrong quirk you're shunned by society and i see that very reflective of life that we live today mm-hmm. if you look at an american society or even any society like each culture has its own set of quirks i, I guess we could call them quirks that you should have and if you don't have those and you have different quirks you are considered an outcast if you don't meet those expectations you're not you're not normal and it's it's so interesting to see it related in a different in a very like fantasy-esque universe but it's still so relatable because of that so i like i like when people are able to you know make it fantasy but also make it like Oh my gosh, he's got six arms, but that's super relatable because he's being made fun of for having six arms,
0: you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, because I, you know, I'm an i joke, and we call Deku cry baby bitch because he fucking cries a lot. I yeah. am happy that he's unabashedly afraid or unafraid to cry. Yeah, I think that's an interesting take on all of that he he does cry a lot and i'm not just saying that because it's like oh he's a guy that's crying he fucking cries a lot it people will like it's like gentle teasing in the fandom but it's like yeah people do fan art where sh- you know shit's happening and he starts crying and it, it it's very funny and he cries over a lot of things too but um but i think that is a, kind of a way to point out about how it absolutely kills him that he was born quirkless. Like, he is just, like, I mean, right out the gate, you know, it's very, it's made very clear to the audience that, you know, A, Ducky doesn't have a quirk, and B, he, it, it's killing him. Like, he cannot stand it. And both his parents have quirks, too, so the fact that he doesn't have a quirk is, like, even weirder. Mm-hmm. As well, so um, and it's not like it doesn't come out later. Like, oh, we had a hidden quirk. Like, no, he straight up doesn't have one. When he eats All Might's hair, he inherits a quirk, and it's something that's passed on to him. So it's like, yeah, he eventually gains a quirk, but it's not, you know, like something that naturally just happened to him. It's not like you know he inherited some weird combo of his parents. Or, like, one quirk or the other from his parents, or even something totally different. So, but you know, like, like you were bringing up, Emma, like, it's like, you know, um, having a quirk in this universe is just obviously like very helpful and very much more the norm, yeah. Too. So, not only is it made very clear that it's killing him that he doesn't have a quirk, but you also very clearly, or excuse me, very quickly you know, understand why. I mean, you visually you can see it where, you know, a lot of people that have quirks, it's also kind of visual too as well. Yeah. So, yes. so even if it's like, say you were to be watching the show and you paused on your screen and you had to pick out, and maybe you didn't even know what was going on, but, you know, you had to pick out who has a quirk and who doesn't. You'd have a pretty good idea already of like a good chunk of people in that scene. Even if it's people just standing in the road because, like, I don't know, a villain stole money from a bank and they're running down the street. It's like so many people have, you know, quirks and it you can, like, see it with how they look. Yeah, yeah, because I was kind of, this is a very par down example, but to me, when I was thinking about this, I was like, it's kind of like having a quirk is kind of like being right-handed, right handed as opposed to... Be, and then if you don't have a cork, like like Deku initially, you know, it's like being left-handed. It's like you can get by, but everything's in the world is pretty much automatically just made for right-handed people. Mm. I know, like like scissors, I never think about having to go out and buy scissors. But, you know, I'm right-handed. And I haven't really thought much about this, but there's actually scissors you can buy if you're left-handed. And I heard that just makes, like, a world of difference that... If you're left handed and you have to use, you know, scissors made for right handed people, it's just a pain in the fucking ass.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've learned how to cut with my right hand because I am left handed. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, it's always felt weird with my left hand. Yeah, do you
0: think that's a good analogy? Again, like I said, I feel like it's very
1: simplified. I don't, I think that is a very simplified term of it, or a version of it. I would say it's more like saying that it's racism. <laughs> That's what it really is. Um, it's as like if you are
0: classism.
1: Were... Classism, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, too. a little I bit more complicated. Is also,
0: a good one. I definitely understand classism better than. Yeah, well, I don't want to say understand, but I well, guess you're
1: more I... like, and I, I like in the fanfic too. In fanfiction, they uh, a lot of times quirkless people won't be able to get certain jobs because they're. Considered useless, or you know, you're more likely to get a better job if you, or you're more likely to get a good job if your quirk is able to highlight or to improve what you're doing. So I guess classism is a lot like that too. If you don't have a good background, you know, if you don't have college, a college degree, or any kind of degree, a lot of times you won't be able to get a a higher up Mm -hmm. job because you don't have that background. And they can pull that on you. And I feel like that happens a lot in this show, too, if you're quirkless.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then racism and classism are also very much connected, too. So, you know, I can't imagine the, like, oppression that happens if you're a certain race. And then you also, you know, aren't middle class and you're lower class and how that impacts everything and all of that. But, yeah,
1: well, then wasn't wasn't Mina, one of the characters, made fun of because she was pink? Wasn't she bullied when she was younger because she was pink or something? I think,
0: oh, fuck. I want to say yes, but I can't remember off the top of my head. I don't mean I don't give a fuck. I really like her, too, because she's just, like, so much just, like, embraces herself. Yeah. Because her and Kirishima knew each other before coming to UA, and he looked up to her. I think he might have gotten bullied. Not saying that she wouldn't have been. Let me look that up really quick. That's a good question. I don't know why people would be bullying her. I mean, there's some.
1: I know that Kirishima was bullied. I know he mentioned that.
0: The first thing that came up was bullying. And I was like, that's not what I'm trying <laughs> to uh, look up. Okay. What I'm seeing is no. Is that people actually like kind of flock to her. Partially due to her looks. Yeah, so what's coming up on the wiki fandom for her is the first line under history it says, Back in her middle school days, Mina was considered a favorite by peers to become a future hero due to her looks, personality, and strong quirk, being capable of making bullies, and the bullied get along. So she personally was not. I feel like there's probably something that where maybe um someone with a quirk was uh bullied for how they look because it changes their skin tone that wouldn't surprise me if something was out there i'm sure that if this was real like real life i'm sure it would fucking happen a bunch right. of racists out here currently and none of us have superpowers so no. i can't imagine if we all looked like you know quirk manifestations that would be crazy as shit and i think another really brilliant thing that comes up where it shows the divide between people with quirks and people without quirks is, you know, when Deku first meets All Might and he's like, you know, I don't have a quirk. I want to become a hero like you. All Might's like, says something along the lines of like, well, you can still be a hero by being like a doctor or a police officer or something. Whereas like, you know, in our society today, that's where we're like, oh my God, doctors, police officers, nurses, you know, teachers, so many... Of these different professions. It's like, you know, people will be like, oh, yeah, they're, it's so heroic. They're my hero, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, Deku in this universe is like, no, that's not, like, to him, it's not like heroic
1: no. in the way that
0: they understand heroism, which I think is very interesting.
1: Which I, I think I yeah, would definitely would have been a super cool twist if he, because I've seen a lot of fanfics, again like that where the, he's actually gone into become a doctor or a frontline worker mm-hmm. and done a spin on that. And I think that's fascinating. And wouldn't that have been cool if that's how he became a hero was... And the number one hero was by being a doctor, bringing it back to the roots. It wouldn't have been... It wouldn't have gotten, I think, as dark as it has gotten now, the yeah. show. Yeah, But... It would. It would definitely would have taken a different turn, but a lot. It would have romanticized life as we know it now a lot more.
0: Definitely. But you don't need definitely. a quirk to. You
1: don't need a superpower to. To save the world, you just need to try your best. You just need to be the best you can be.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I think that would be a really cool again spin on it. Like you were saying, we you know most of the characters that pop up. You know, have quirks, um, but like you know, all my like BFF is cop Daichi, uh and this gentleman, you know, he he's looked- cop
1: Daichi because he's a cop and he looks like Daichi from iq <laughs> I
0: I don't want to get in my conspiracy theory, but that bleeds into it. But <laughs> yeah, this I can't remember his name. I always think of him as Cap Daichi in my head. But he, you know, from what I, as far as I'm aware, he has no quirk, but he does a lot for All Might and is really a great help. Not only to All Might, but, like, to the heroes in general who are trying to, you know, figure out, like, what villains are up to, what their next step might be. So, I like that representation of someone who doesn't have a quirk, but is being, is, you know, vital to, you know, heroes and what they do. But, but yeah, getting back to, like, if Deco said, you know, that the twist was, like, he ended up just becoming, like, a doctor. I mean, you see, we see it constantly in the show that the heroes, you know, they get their asses beat, too. It's not like they're constantly winning battles, or if they lose, it's not like they get, like, a scratch on them. Or even if they win, it's, like, you can still tell that they, you know, it took a lot out of them. So, it's, yeah. like, you see them in hospital beds and everything. So, it's, like, you know, made very clear, too, that... I mean, you know, some of the doctors you see have quirks, whatever it is, what it is. But just the fact that a profession that in this world seems like fairly vanilla and fairly like normal is, you know, very necessary to making sure that the heroes can continue to do their jobs.
1: Yeah, it would be a good, is a good reflection of American society if he went the doctor route. That's actually pretty interesting. It would have been yeah. cool to yeah, cool to have seen that,
0: that spin on it. Yeah, because I thought it was kind of it, when I first saw it, the show, I thought it was kind of a little funny. Where Deku was like, "Yeah, he's a very polite kid, but he was basically just like, Fuck that, I don't want to do that.' Like, that's bullshit.
1: He's smart enough to have been one too.
0: Uh huh. It's crazy. Yeah, he's so smart. Yeah, what I yeah, that's one thing I think is really interesting about Deku is. He has, of, he also has flaws too. Of course, all, you know, every character does, especially the main ones, I don't feel like there's really a lot of characters you see a lot that are like 2D, two dimensional, I should say, mm-hmm. not two. well, they are 2D, but you know, where they're not, they don't have a lot going on and Daku is, it's hard not to like him. He's obviously not one of my favorite characters, but he has interesting things and he's obviously very intelligent and you know we you see throughout the show why all Might was like you know what this kid deserves to you know be the next successor of one for all and that you know Deku is taking it not only seriously but really trying to figure out what's going on and what's the best thing he can do and you know it's pretty much how he spends all his free time but i also like that he reaches out to his classmates with different things he notices because he keeps all his journals on
1: different techniques
0: he sees and everything and
1: i love his journals and i love what fandom has (laughs) done with his journals
0: yeah yeah i saw this one funny post on tumblr and it was like um you know if all his Journals went missing. Everyone be fucked because he keeps such meticulous notes. Yeah, which I not really thought of it before. I'm like that is pretty funny, but I'm like that would be a very interesting plot line. I think.
1: Well, there, there. So there was a fanfic out there. I think I sent it to you, and I'm not sure if you actually read it. But it was of if Deku was a villain because they pit they break the the class up into villains and heroes. And he gets put in charge of the villains. And Bakugo gets put in charge of the heroes. And Deku and the villains just absolutely tear the heroes apart. Beca- and he is like, I mean, he pulls an extremely villainous attitude and move. And it's like, oh my god, he just, he tears them apart. The villains have never won. And in the end there, I'm not, I don't remember how it ends. But, oh my God, it was just so good. it was it was so well written and it was so conniving and crafty that the way the author did it, and it's so mm-hmm. much like him. And he even says at one point he's like he one of his friends is supposed to pull him out if he gets in too deep because he's scared that he could actually become a villain with how crafty he and I mean yeah, he takes them out, he, he targets their quirks and he knows what their quirks are, and he uses it against them, and it was just terrifying, but in a great way. Mm -hmm. i'll have to look it up and i'll have to try
0: to see if i can find it i know what figure you're talking about yeah because i remember you sending me that to me oh my god i remember you sending that to me and i started reading it um i'll have to go back to it uh yeah because it sounded super interesting what i read was like you know really cool and has a great premise but yeah yeah i like seeing um like fan art of like you know if deku was a villain and people's different takes on it and a lot of what comes up for me is more, like, funny takes on it, not necessarily super serious. hmm But I think, you know, it'd be very easy if he decided to become a villain for him to become, like, the most feared villain out there. You know, it'd be very easy for him to flip from being, okay, number one hero to number one villain. Yeah. But but yeah, Daku yeah. Well, he may not be like my one of my favorite characters. I think he makes a good protagonist, and it's very easy to root for him too. Yeah, that's it's true. Not like you know, I don't really get tired of like seeing him on the screen. I'm not like fuck. He keeps popping up in this scene. I wish he would just go away. It's yeah. Yeah, I think he's extremely likable. And has a really good heart, which, I mean, again, he's a shonen protagonist, so it's kind of, you know, some of the traits are pretty, like, you know, stereotypical. But I think he does still stand out, and he's, you know, has enough going on to that, you know, it's not just him kind of being, like, this cookie-cutter protagonist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I've seen people compare him to Hinata,
1: which yep, I think I, is I've, cute. And yep. I don't
0: think it's bad comparison um but i wouldn't say that they're like the same character you know similar and again i can see where people draw the comparison but yeah i wouldn't be like oh yeah well, they're basically the same character like if you know um well, Hinata doesn't care
1: Hinata doesn't cry after every fucking game or anything like <laughs> that's that That's
0: <fucking> true <laughs> Yeah he, yeah he doesn't cry when he's happy he doesn't really cry when he's sad Dagu
1: cries all the time. All the time. It's just his way to express himself. He
0: cries all the time. Tell you what, he doesn't necessarily always cry when he breaks his fucking bones, though. Which oh, is pretty true. He's either crying or he's breaking his bones.
1: Yeah, there's no in between. hmm
0: Yeah. That is also one reason that doctors are necessary. Because this bitch throws caution to the wind and is basically lucky that he doesn't have to deal with american health care because he'd be fucked he'd break his yeah. arm twice and he'd be like well now no, i gotta doesn't... become a hero that can't go out and physically fight people because i got so much debt
1: it's not sustainable
0: no oh my god no no not at all it's uh the the um artists do a really good job animating when he breaks his bones it is nasty as shit but i mean you can tell that they're broken it's not like some kind of weird thing like his arm looks normal but everyone's like oh my god it's broken like it looks fucked up yeah yeah i guess my parting thought on the show in general is it's you know handles a lot of adult themes and i think it handles those pretty well from what i've seen and what you know i know of what's going on in the manga and what's happened that hasn't been animated yet but despite you know the handling of adult themes and the show being pretty honestly actually pretty dark when you and i watched the first season i was like oh yeah i forgot just how dark it actually is right off the bat So I was like oh yeah first season is actually like pretty lighthearted, and then it gets pretty dark I was like oh yeah that's right <laughs> this is what happens like the second season is you know a bunch of villains show up I was like oh yeah that's right
1: yeah um,
0: and they like legitimately are trying to kill the kids
1: yes, yes they really oh, try to I... oh sorry nope that's what they said yeah they really try to
0: yeah I mean it's yeah there's not a bunch of podunk villains and it's not like you know, just the main villains are, like, super scary, and then all the other villains are, like, you know, like, just kind of there. I mean, even the villains that are, like, hum whatever, you know, it's, like, they're still scary. You still, you know, get the sense, like, okay, even though maybe they're not, like, the biggest, baddest villain that the show's showcasing, they still... You know, you still need to be afraid of them and need to take them seriously for the most part. I mean, you get a couple, like, you know, kind of comedic relief villains in there that are just, like, small-time petty criminals and shit like that. But, um, yeah, I like that. You know, the villains are made to be bad, all of them, not just a couple. And then it's, like, kind of a goof, like, okay, whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, despite... The show's, you know, heavy, dark themes. I would still consider it really lighthearted. I think there's a good balance between everything. And you see so much of Class 1A, at least through, you know, the five seasons. I know there's a lot that changes with the manga where it is now. um, But putting that to the side, I really like how the kids really support one another and like respect one another and help one another and it seems like they genuinely want everyone to do well because I could see where it'd be very easy for them to be like well I want to be the number one hero fuck all of you I mean (laughs) like that he's getting better I mean he's still very much like I'm gonna be number one y'all are fucking losers yeah (laughs) yeah Uh, so I guess it, more general class 1A vibe and how they treat one another is just, I, I find it very sweet. And I don't think it's necessarily comes across like a stretch, like, oh, well, they all genuinely like and support one another. That seems kind of weird. Like, I feel like, you know, if you were like a 15 year old kid thrown into this situation where you have a lot of pressure on you and you're surrounded by Other people who are in very similar situations, I feel like, you know, you would genuinely reach out to help one another. I mean, you know, you kind of have. You can't really do it on your own. And the show also, you know, I think does a really good job of showing like, okay, you can be like X, Y, and Z and all these amazing things. But you still need other people to help out with other things aside from just, you know, specific hero work. And I like that, too, where it's also a lot of emphasis on, you know, team building and, you know, don't feel like you have to do things on your own. What about you? You have a parting thought that you'd like to leave everyone with?
1: The The main, the, the reason why I really like this show, I guess, is just because of the hurt comfort that I really get a lot from it. And that's from the mm-hmm. quirks itself, mm-hmm. which is why I was excited to talk about the Quirks. Um, and I like how different they are and I like how it brings different... Things forward to be, or things brought to atten- to the attention of the audience that we may not realize in today's society. But I I really like that, and I like the fan fiction a lot, and what that it makes me feel good that there's hurt and then there's comfort mm-hmm. in that. <laughs> sounds horrible, but yes, that's <laughs> what I really that's what I really like about this show, and I like that a lot. Yeah, that is totally okay.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised well i'm kind of surprised by how much i like the show given that i really don't like delving too much into a lot of like really i think just because something's deep doesn't necessarily mean it's like depressing or dark but a lot of deep topics where it is maybe not always necessarily depressing but where it can get very dark very quickly but yeah the the hurt comfort which is not always my thing is definitely my thing with My Hero Academia. They, I, I love this show. I, it's one of my favorite animes. I'd have to say personally. And with that, we hope that you sleep well
1: and simple, well, dear residents. Meeting is adjourned.
0: and option music is Akbar's guitar cover of Touch You from your P club. Please go check him out on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. That is A-K-B-A-R-T-S-A-I. Also make sure to check us out on Tumblr at SimCity Podcast. We post episode updates and also other fun things such as, you know, videos, fanfics, and fan art that we come across that we really enjoy. Thank you all so much for listening and for all your support.